Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Find Your Spark podcast. This is Stephanie here. And And I'm Jenna. I'm here with Stephanie today. Yay, yes. And we today are continuing in our series where we are highlighting our staff origin stories. And this time it is Jenna in the hot seat. So welcome, (laughs) Jenna. Hi. (laughs) Now, Jenna, how are you feeling about being in the hot seat for this podcast? Yeah, for some reason, talking about myself has made me super nervous. Like I've I know uh, everyone else maybe was a little nervous too listening back to their podcast, but I'm like I'm talking about myself. Why? <laughs> it's like I forget what I did the past almost forty years. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I so nervous? And I went and I went and started a new jail class yesterday. No nerves at all, but for some reason, I'm a little nervous right now. Yeah, isn't that so interesting that the hardest thing we can sometimes do is share ourselves. Right? It doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't. Anyway, thank you so much for being the next Brave Spark staff member um, for this week. Absolutely. Yeah. um, So for those of you who may not have uh, tuned in previously, our colleague Ashley was inspired by a a podcast that she listens to a lot. And she, um, they decided to highlight their origin stories to connect more with their audience. And so we thought that would be a great idea for us to do as well, because the, the whole point of us doing these podcasts and sharing the newsletter is really to be able to connect with you. And, you know, on a very human level, uh, to share our stories, the trials, tribulations, all the the trivial stuff. And then hopefully from that, you you get to know us and get to know that uh, you're never, you're not alone. You're not the only one that's like ever gone through anything. So, yeah, we're continuing with our origin stories to connect with you. So Jenna, I'm going to pass you the mic and let's just go, let's just go for it. All right. All right. So have you, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, if you, if you've listened to the other ones, we've kind of like started with like where we were born, our childhood, and then like the key events that led us to spark over to you. All right. Um, Okay. So I guess I'll start from the beginning. Um, I was born in the Tampa area. Um, my parents, so I'll back up a little to my parents. My parents were both from Ohio. Um, they were both previously married. So my mom was married and she had my brother and my sister. My dad was married and had my brother. And then they got together and had my brother. And then my mom was like, I'm out of Ohio. I do not want to live here anymore. I'm going to Florida. So you're either coming with me or you're not. So they moved to Florida, and then I was a surprise. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I'm the baby. I'm the baby of five kids. Um, my actual name is Jennifer. Uh, when I was born, uh, my my dad decided that my name was going to be Jennifer. My mom was like, no, it's not. And we're going to call her Jenna. And so I've been called Jenna my whole life since the day I was born. Um, so it's weird to be called Jennifer, but technically my name is Jennifer. <laughs> so if we were to look on your driver's license, it would say Jennifer. 
It would say Jennifer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that that's to appease your dad. Yeah. So they, they were arguing, <laughs> but then my dad had the final say because they spelled it J-E-N-A instead of J-E-N-N-A. It's only one N. So okay. Like no one was winning in this. Like somebody had to have the last word. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. All right. Okay. So, okay. So let's see. Um, my oldest brother graduated high school when I graduated kindergarten. So there's a big yeah. spread in age between the five of us. Um, little fun fact, my mom um, taught preschool and me and my brother, he, my brother that's closest to me is two years older than me. So we went to preschool um, where she worked. And come to find out after working at Spark, Ashley actually went to the same preschool that I did. And my mom taught her when she was in like, like three-year-old preschool. Oh my gosh, what a small world. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because I never knew who Ashley was or anything like that. But come to find out what a small world it was that we went to the same preschool and my mom actually taught her. That's so cool. Did, she, did your mom teach you at preschool as well? No, no, I, I, she didn't teach me because I was, I'm actually a year older than Ashley. So she was with the year younger and I was like in the older age group. Got it. Um, let's see. My dad and I were super close for a lot of like, um, he's very laid back into sports and stuff like that. And he was um, always into baseball, loved baseball and umpiring and stuff like that. And so I played t-ball when I was young. But then I told my dad that I don't want to do this. I want to play soccer. And he had a, he had a lot of thinking about that because baseball was his whole world. Um, he said soccer was for sissies. <laughs> but I convinced him that, that soccer was what was for me. And he dove into it. He learned all about soccer and started like learning to be a coach and coached me quite a bit of years of playing soccer. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, then I went on to play competitive soccer. So growing up, soccer was like my thing. Like, that's what I did. I was a part of a team. I loved being a part of a team. And it's just what I did. So my parents were super like, that's what we did on the weekends. We did soccer tournaments and stuff like that. Um, then going into high school, of course, I played soccer in high school. Like, that was probably the best years of my life I was super confident like just I, I know it's kind of different because a lot of um people that have done the podcast already said that that was more of an insecure time for them but for me I felt the most confident in high school because I was part of a team like we were awesome like we went to state final four three of the four years that I was there like wow yeah like that was my jam. That was my jam. But also like a lot of the spark people here, I got into a lot of trouble in high school as well. So I maintained my grades high enough so that I could play soccer, but like that was it. It was the bare minimum. So <laughs> I was getting into trouble. I was wanting to party, you know, I was wanting, you know, do all the things. <laughs> Teenage and, stuff. I think that's pretty normal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but then I feel like I kind of lost my path a little bit, like as far as, I don't want to say I peaked in high school at that time, but like all my friends went off to college, half of them went into the military, and then I was kind of left, like, what do I do now? Like, mm. I didn't prepare to go to college. I feel like naively, I didn't really know 
that you had to plan for your future. I didn't really have guidance in that area. And so I, I felt kind of like just left, like, what do I do? Um, so I just kind of waited tables and I tried to go to community, local community college here, but I wasn't showing up for classes. I wasn't, I just wasn't into it, you know, mm. and a year went by and something inside of me, which I know now is my spark led me to join the air force. Mm. So that was something that like, I just knew was for me. I was going to do this. I went and saw a recruiter and that was it. I was locked in. I, I wanted to join the, the military. So when I was 19, I, I went into boot camp. Um, a lot of people, I feel like, I feel like now that I understand separate realities, okay, you're in boot camp with like, it was like 40 other people that just joined, right? And everyone in there is having a different experience. Everybody comes from different backgrounds and stuff like that. But for me, like, I don't know, something in me like knew that no one could touch me, no one could hurt me. They could stand there and scream in my face, but I knew that it wasn't like real in a sense, you know? Yeah. Like, it's trying to break you and like make you structured and stuff like that. But I don't know, I enjoyed every bit of it. I loved marching. Yeah. I love the structure of it. Like I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> and other people are like freaking out and like scared that, you know, they're going to mess up and stuff like that. I just, I don't know. I, it was my niche, I guess. Wow, that is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did boot camp, I did tech school, um, and then my first duty assignment was in Alaska. So Florida girl, my whole life, I moved to Alaska. <laughs> that was that was a whole new experience for me because one, I'd never lived in the snow, driven in the snow, nothing like that. Um, two. We were in northern Fairbanks, Alaska. Nor it was like there was the city was North Pole, like kind of cool. But there was nothing there. Like there was no Walmart. There was no like chain restaurants. There was nothing. It was just a very small town. So that was a whole new experience for me. Just just living on my own, you know, living in a new state, living somewhere where it's cold, and then meeting all these different people from all different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, cool experience. I ended up meeting my husband uh, when I was 20 and we got married. Um, we got deployed to Afghanistan. So, I so went he was in the military as well. Yep. So okay. interesting story. He actually joined the same exact day, but he, okay. So he's from Ohio and weird thing is he's from the same area that my parents kind of grew up in. Wow. Yeah, so another little weird coincidence that he's from Ohio, my whole family's from Ohio. It just it's kind and of then weird. you but and then you meet in the military in Alaska. Alaska, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So we started dating. We actually both got deployed to Afghanistan. Um, we were there for a while. Um, cool part of, about Afghanistan for me is obviously we're there for war in that, but I got chosen to be a part of something I thought was a little bigger. We got to go into an actual city and meet the people in Afghanistan that are trying to do good and see how they lived and um, just experience that. And we got to share like clothing with them and we got to, you know, hygiene products and toys for the kids like it was really cool we weren't mm -hmm. allowed to see the women because that's their culture and we weren't allowed anywhere but 
it was just, it was a very humbling experience for me, definitely mm. to see how they live and see how blessed I am to live how I live. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people don't get to see that part of, of it, you know? And so I was very blessed to be able to be a part of that. When wow. That's really cool. So it was like, kind of like a humanitarian branch of the Air Force or project that you got to be a part of. Yeah, exactly. And well, that's, that's one of those life moments that will just stick with me forever you yeah. know mm -hmm. yeah um so then we got back from Afghanistan um this little while we got a dog my dog Tipsy she's still alive today she's 17 <laughs> years old um wait did you guys where did you where were you living after Afghanistan well so we went back to Alaska Alaska okay got yeah. it so we're in Alaska so my dog came from Alaska um, and then I got pregnant with my daughter. Um, so we decided that I was going to get out of the military and I was going to stay home with baby girl. Um, so I got out and at that same exact time, uh, my husband got relocated to Utah. So we moved to Utah and that's where my daughter was born. Right, right about when we got there a few months later, she was born. Um, so we lived in Utah for a while, which um, it was a good experience, but at the same time, I think I was in a little different place then, um, a new city, new state, no friends, no family, a new baby. I was a little lost. For mm. sure. I went through kind of some, some of my lowest lows when I was there, just mm. because it was a whole new, whole new thing. And I feel like Two, getting out of the military, you feel like you're a part of this big thing. And then all of a sudden you're not. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, that's kind of like we do the program in our jails with the veterans. And I feel like I have such a big heart for that because I kind of know how that feels. A lot of them get out of the military and they feel like they're not a part of anything anymore. And a lot of them turn to drugs and stuff like that. And so like, I just I have such a big heart for them. Yeah. Um, mm. Wow. And then, I mean, leaving such a, you know, a, an important institution with the, like a real sense of purpose compounded then with having a baby, which of course is wonderful, but I also found Jenna that it can be so isolating. Yes. Yes. So which I mean, which I don't know, I was surprising to me. I mean, I had heard of people like experiencing like postpartum depression before, but I'm like, how could you be sad? You have a baby. Well, you have a baby. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's hard. And, and I, I also, I found it very um, isolating and I hadn't just left uh, the military. So it seems like you kind of had a, a double whammy there. Yeah, it definitely, I definitely was a time that I struggled and I felt like my confidence was definitely covered up a lot. Um, I don't know. I just, I felt really lost and lonely, I guess. Um yeah. We lived there for about three years and I feel like towards the end, like I knew that some kind of change needed to happen. I, I wasn't quite sure what that was, but I knew that something needed to change. So my husband actually was cross training into a new career field 
And so he went to another state for six months and I decided to go home and live with my parents for six months with my daughter. And I kind of got my head straight. I kind of, I started exercising a lot. I started just making changes for myself and it really, I needed that space. I needed that break. I needed that time to just kind of focus on myself and have mm-hmm. the support of my parents. Cause yeah. I feel definitely like that connection. I, I didn't have connection. So I went home and, and was with my family for a while. Mm. So after that, um, my husband and I, re, you know, we reconnected and stuff like that. And he ended up, well, we went back to Utah for a little bit. And then he got stationed in Las Vegas. So then we moved to Las Vegas. And um, we were there for a couple of years. And then I got pregnant with my son, Seth. And so we're all from all over now. So my husband's from Ohio. I'm from Florida. The dog's from Alaska. My daughter's from Utah. (laughs) And then my son is from Las Vegas. (laughs) I love it. Right? Lots of states represented there. Right, right. Yeah. Las Vegas was a pretty cool place. It it was definitely fun to live there, but not where I wanted to stay. Both mm-hmm. of us really missed greenery and trees and grass and stuff like that. And so we were both kind of ready to move back to the East Coast. So we were in Las Vegas for about three years as well. And mm-hmm. then um, my husband decided after about 10 years to get out of the military. So we decided to move to Florida. And um, we moved here. And obviously, the kids were still little. And so I stayed home with them. I did work a few jobs here and there. I worked in a deli. Um, I worked at Target. I worked in a few call centers, like tried a little dabble here and there. But nothing ever felt like, oh, I want to be here or this is meaningful. It was more just to get some money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you think that, like the focus at that time was really on, on your kids then? And that was just, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And I even tried to, to, when my daughter got to school full time, I tried to put my son in daycare, but really I was just working to pay for him to go to daycare. And so we both, you know, realized like this, this just wasn't worth it, you know, mm-hmm. but at that same time that, that loneliness of staying home and that connection, like it was hard for me because, you know, I was part of a soccer team. I was part of the military, always being a part of a team. And then, you you know, you're not, it's, it's really how important connection is, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I feel like even sometimes if your job is just, you know, paying for a daycare, well, it's actually paying for your part of your mental health as yeah. well. So, right. you know, you really do need to factor that in, I guess, when, when you're considering like what, what the job is doing for you. Right. Like is exactly. how, how much of a factor is it in contributing to your mental health to be out of the house and be around other adult human beings? Like that was a thing that I was really missing in the early years as well. Yeah. Is, a place I got to go to every day to be around adults and like have an adult conversation. Right. Exactly. That's, that's exactly it. So when they were younger, so instead of working, I did, um, find reconnect with soccer. I found a, a, an adult league that I started playing in. So it'd been 10 years since I had played and, that just changed my whole world. Like it just, you know, brought 
back my joy. I feel like, you know, um, it was just, uh, once, just once a week on Sundays, like, and it was for me, you know, getting away from the whole family, going out, interacting with adults and it was for me, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, so then after that, um, my kids kind of grew up <laughs> and it was time for Seth to go to school full time. And so with both kids in school full time, it was time for me, right? It's time for me to find. So I spent a little time like looking for different jobs, but nothing like, just like, I didn't want just a job, you know, I just didn't want, I, I wanted it to be meaningful, right? And it was right, just, you, had, you had done just the job before you're like, check. Okay. Something else. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I did go back to school. I um, went into a human services and counseling program and I did all that. And so like, that's, that's where my heart was helping people. You know, that's why we, we do what we do is because we love to help people. Um, so we, how I know Brooke is, she knew my sister um, through like her, her daughter and my sister's daughter are the same age. Wait, did I say that right? Her daughter and my sister's are the same age. And they were like, I think in like a mommy and me class together or something. And they kind of became friends. So I didn't really know Brooke. Um, kind of when I was staying home, I started going to the gym quite often and my sister was going and then Brooke, they knew each other and Brooke started. So all three of us were going to the gym like for a regular basis there for a little bit. But then kind of, we kind of fell off because we moved. And so that gym was too far. And so like, I didn't really talk to Brooke for a few years. And then one day, cause I was following Cypress initiative, which we're now Spark initiative. I was following them on Facebook and I would see all the things that they do. And like, you know, even when they were like picking out the, the logo for Cypress, I was like having my own opinions in it, about it, but I was keeping it to myself because I don't know these people, you know? Um, but then one day Brooke posted on Facebook that they were looking for somebody to do mentoring. And I just knew, I just knew. I reached out to Brooke. I actually uh, pulled it up on my uh, Facebook messenger yesterday, last night I was looking, I was like, I wonder if I still have this message. I reached out to her and I was like, just asking about what, what the job was and, you know, like the hours, what it entailed. And she replied back, yeah, just send your application in. And so I, I did. And before I even went on the interview, I knew I was going to work here. I, I, I just really I did. I just knew I was going to work here. I don't know what that I just was. Gave you goosebumps. That's that. Yeah. Wow. I just mm -hmm. knew. And I re actually remember seeing the post. And showing it to my husband and being like, this is what I want to do. It's so weird. It was so weird. I was just so sure of it. When at a time where I was a little not so sure about things, I was so sure about this. <laughs> hmm. What was it about the job do you think that made you so sure that made your spark go? Yep, that's the one. One, working with kids. Absolutely. Because I've, I I even though I'm almost 40 years old, I still feel like I'm a big kid. Um, <laughs> but still working with kids. And then just, just from Facebook, seeing, I don't want to say the team of Cyprus, the team of Spark, the people. I wanted to be connected with them. I wanted to be a part of it. You know, I just, mm -hmm. I just felt, I don't know, I felt it. It's hard to explain, but I just, I don't know. I just knew. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. 
So I remember um, Ashley interviewed me and and they gave me the call and they said my first day was um, we just started at um, Horizon, an alternative school down south in Bradenton. And they said, okay, if you come and you shadow all day and you think this is for you, then you have the job. And so I went and at that time we were mentoring the whole school at Horizons. Horizons is an alternative school and the kids definitely had some behaviors, some some big behaviors, <laughs> um, but I was all in. And yeah, I actually started out just shadowing. So I, I wasn't a full-time employee or anything like that. I started out just shadowing. And then I started doing a little bit of work in the office here and there, just help wherever they needed it. And then I became part-time and then I became full-time. And then almost seven years later, now I'm the operations manager here at Spark. Yay. We're so <laughs> lucky. We're so lucky that happened. Um, just want to back up a second to, you know, when you're in this alternative uh, class, like your first day to see if you're even going to take the job or not, and you see behaviors and you're like, yes, that's for me. Like, can we just pause and, you know, talk about how rare that is, right? <laughs> like when... Right. People see kids acting up in a classroom. Who raises their hand and is like, yep, that's for me. Jenna. <laughs> Jenna raises her hand. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I feel I have a heart for them because, you know, they come from maybe a rougher background. You know, they've had more struggles and there's just something inside that just wants to help. It just wants to help them to make better decisions, to see a different path, to see that they're not stuck in the same things and behaviors that they've been doing for so long. Um, I don't know. I just, I just felt like, you know, the little changes with inside being in a mentoring class could help this person for the rest of their life. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. And now... I mean, apart from in addition to being the operations manager, you're in the jails mentoring uh, veterans, your your former colleagues. Well, how how perfect is that? Tell us tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've done about three veterans class now here in our local jail. Um, it's really cool because the veterans here um, get to be in their own pod. They, it's a very, very much a privilege to be in the veteran pod here. Um, if you act up in any kind of way or anything, you're out of there. Um, so they're all very respectful. They're all very prideful, um, proud to be veterans. I love going in there. They definitely make fun of me because I'm Air, I was Air Force and most of them were Army and Marines. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, were these, really sorry, were they also uh, in Afghanistan? Um, a lot of them deployed or, all different places. Oh, yeah, okay. probably both, honestly. Okay. Um, but it's all different ages and they're all different, you know, they're all different. But what brings them together is that they were veterans, you know? Yeah. And so that when you go in there, you feel that camaraderie as well of them mm -hmm. all being veterans and connected. And so it's cool for them because I know that 
you know, when you get out and that, that missing piece or feeling like, yes, unfortunately they're in jail, but they, they feel that sense of, you know, togetherness when they're, they're in there. Yeah. Um, so it's been really cool. Um, obviously it, it's a little nerve wracking going in, in there and there's, you know, 35 men looking at you, like, what are you going to teach me? Because a lot of times people are set in their ways. They're set in their way of thinking and to show them something different and to have them um, ex- kind of see that for themselves and be excited, like that they're not stuck where they were before is one of the coolest things ever. Mm. Um, definitely, you know, you get into discussions and a lot of the times you see things so one-sided, you know, so for them to respect me and to hear it from me, like kind of makes me proud that I'm able to share with them and able to um, just help them to see how their mind works and help them to see that, you know, that they are important, even though they might be in the place that they're at right now. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool, Jenna. Oh, they're so, they're so lucky to have you. And it's just so awesome, you know, that down, down in, in Tampa, we're able to work with so many uh, people who are in current, current, uh, currently incarcerated. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's so awesome what you are doing down there. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that you, you want to share about how you came to Spark that our audience might find interesting? I just think that like reflecting back, I know um, we kind of all feel the same way as far as like, you know, things happen for a reason Mm -hmm. and it opens other doors for other things to happen, you know? So my life path just kind of led me here, but this is where I I was supposed to be all along. This is where I'm supposed to be, you know? Yes. Um, And also just like, really seeing like how important connection is and you know like it's okay to depend on other people and you know like it's okay to to need that connection you know like I don't know it's it's important it's important it is and you gave several examples in your story of your spark seeking out connection Telling you, hey, Jenna, you need to do something different. You need to be connected with people, whether it was moving back with your family in Florida or joining the soccer, the adult soccer team or going and getting a job, whatever. Like, isn't that interesting? Like our spark is always telling us what we need. And in your story in particular, so many times it told you you needed connection. And I think that's a really yeah, common thing. That we'll get that we'll get the nudge like, hey, you, you know, we're social beings, you know, get out there, go, go, go find go find your peeps. You're you're not doing, you know, you're not doing okay here. I'll buy yourself and you don't have to do it. I'll buy, I'll buy yourself. There's always uh, a connection out there for you waiting to happen. And your spark wants to guide you to it. Exactly. Exactly. And just one little other thing with that, I think that sometimes it takes, sometimes it takes longer to see that, you know, sometimes you're stuck in a feeling or something a little bit longer than other times, but every single time my spark has guided me 
to where I needed to be, you know? Like sometimes it's instant, like, nope, change now, this, that. And then other times, you know, it, it may take a while. You maybe feel stuck for a while, but then, you know, and then you're not. You're stuck until you're not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so cool. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for being in the hot seat today. And now you can just go back to doing your relaxing things of teaching a class to 35 incarcerated men. Yep. I got no thinking about that. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we hope you enjoyed he hearing uh, Jenna's origin story. We always would love to hear from you, comments, other topics that you want to hear about you can find us in all the places uh sparkcurriculum.org is our website and until next time have a good day bye, bye. it takes a spark to start a fire it takes a heart to have desire